0: Stop making those decisions that we stop moving forward. And I want to explain more of this in the Word as we get to the Word this evening. So I'm going to ask you all to get your seat and just remain in this type of prayer. And let me grab my um my things. Whispering my quick. allow me to gather my things. And you know, I bought new shoes today, so I could be a pair of (laughs) barefoot. And that's okay. Thank You are okay with that. And that we move forward. That there's no shame. That we're not there's no embarrassment in your presence. And that we just love you, God. We just honor and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright, so what we're going to be doing this evening. Um, I'm going to go through this really quickly because I don't. I want us to be rested for tomorrow. You know, this is just the first night. Um, man, the, it's awesome um, that this is the first night and not the last. Seems like we left off here the last night last year. You know what I mean? Like we're starting where we ended last year. So, anyways, hallelujah for that. We're going to be talking a lot about Moses. Um, Yay, we love Moses. Yay, love Moses. And remember, we're going to be looking through it through the cross, through the lens of the cross. Okay? Kind of like lens, like, you know, glasses, you know. We're going to be seeing <laughs> things through that. Okay? And so there's a few things that um, that he has shown me. It's so awesome to show me. Um, between the time of Joseph... And I'm going to, I'll kind of do some references kind of thing, but I'm not going to be reading the Bible word-for-word, word, but it goes on there, okay? It's not like, Lisa, you're bad. No, i, I it's, it's the word. Just reading, okay? Okay, you good? So, paraphrasing. I don't want to be here until 11 o'clock. Ah! Okay, <coughs> got that. Okay, so um, we're going to put exit six. Uh, 6- Exodus 1, 6 and 14 up there. Alright. So between the time of Joseph, when Joseph brought the children of Israel into Egypt, right? And between the time when Moses came and took to Israel, the Israel and delivered them out of slavery, was 400 years. Someone say, wow. 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 Okay. 139 years ago. So think of the the children of Moses. Children of Moses. Ah. Think of the, the, the slaves at the time of Moses. And as long as they can remember back to that point, as long as they can remember, that's how long they had been slaves. That's 20 generations. Now, it says that they, they, um... <laughs> I love y'all. Okay. It says it. In verse 7, it says, the sins of Israel were fruitful, and they increased greatly and multiplied and became exceedingly mighty so the land was filled with okay. them. So despite the slavery, it says they grew They increased in number and they increased in strength. And yet they still became slaves. And my question to the Lord is, why is that? Like, how did that happen? There was nothing in the the Bible. Nobody was hearing from God at that time. No one was hearing God's voice. No one was hearing God's speech. Nothing happened. They didn't have, they did have God's blessing, but they did not know their strength. They were content in their lifestyle. They weren't seeking God. So, what happens when we get into content? Get content with our life pattern? We get bored. Just look at kids. God, you're moving God, you're moving God. Like, oh, what's God doing here? Let's go see. What's God doing here? Let's we see. see. But I'm really, this conference, I'm really wanting to encourage you to really lean into the Lord. Really lead into Him and, and ask Him, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are you wanting me to do today? What are you? What's the next season of my life going to be, my Lord? Ask Him questions. He loves questions. He loves to answer you. He wants to know you're asking. I, are you asking me yes Lord what do you have for me how do I move forward I believe in the Old Testament like there's nothing going on and they quietly it says that, that, that they started there's there was task happening through the can <laughs> they started making a work of slaves and just got they got deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into it they didn't know their identity they I mean' they're, they're strong people but they still Subdued and came into that slavery. And sometimes when we get in one place and we stay in that one place for too long, we get rut. We get in a spiritual rut. Has anyone ever been in a spiritual rut before? I know I have. When I stop hearing the voice of the Lord, when I stop moving forward in the Lord, when I stop seeking Him, When I stop reading the word, when I stop worshiping, when I sit back and go, oh, I'm so glad. When I stop pursuing him, I get to this place of contentment, I get stale. Problems come up one at a time, I handle it, I deal with it my own. It's just how we are. I mean, am I the only person here who ever does that? And then restoration would begin. There's like this huge process to go through, making everything right. But guess what? We have the cross. The cross is a new type of government (laughs) that came with Jesus. It's where payment was made not just for our past sins but also for the current and the future ones. Isn't that good news? Forgiveness has happened and the penalty has been paid in full. No punishment will not be given out anymore. We're set free from the bondage of sin and death forever.
1: The old covenant was punishment
0: and death, and the new is life and freedom from sin. Not just freedom from sin, but the freedom of punishment of sin. So like if I am doing something, I'm going my way, and boom, I mess up. I'm not like, God's going to get me now. The cross has taken over that. How many of you know that? I, 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 it's so sad because there's so many ladies I run into. I had a flat tire today. That means that I must not have read the word. I had a really bad day. And so God must be upset at me because of, like, they think everything bad in their life that happened is a punishment from God. And I want to say, that is not true. That is the biggest fight of the enemy. Amen. We have the cross. That has covered it. Now, do we have consequences? Yeah. We do. You know, if you use a shoot up with drugs and use a dirty needle, are you Can you get HIV just because you're a Christian? Yeah. You know, are you if you go out and you know you have premarital sex, you get pregnant? Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> if you do things. On Exodus three one through five. We see Moses pasturing his father in law's flock, and an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire in the middle of a bush. So Moses was amazed by this, and he turned aside to see the awesome sight, and was wondering why it wasn't burning up. So if the fire didn't get his attention. <laughs> Here we are. There's a fire. Oh, wait. It's not burning up. I like that. That's what he noticed. When the Lord saw Moses turning aside to look, God called him. I see this conference as us turning aside to look and see. Like we're going about our daily lives. Oh, look, look a women's conference. Let's go! (laughs) So God called from the bush and said, Moses! And God, Moses said, Here I am! Can you imagine? Like, a bush burning. What is that? Moses, here I am! (laughs)
1: Everyone
0: declares the Lord You are standing on holy ground, and then he reveals himself further by saying, "I am the God of the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob," and God hid his face where he's afraid to look at God. Now that is just something. For Moses, here's Moses. You know Moses didn't know who the Lord was. Oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries because I am a harsh, because of their harsh slave drivers. And I am aware of their suffering. You know, I mean, the children of Israel are under horrible slavery at this time. Horrible slavery.
1: And you know what? It says, I have
0: heard their cries. Do you know when he heard their cries? Do you know when they cried out? Let's go back to Exodus 2. Up there. I should come up on the screen behind me. Oh, I'm in Galatians, believe so. <laughs> um, I just think that was so interesting. After Moses had gotten married and had a son, it says during those many days the king died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Now this is four hundred years. You're going to hear that a lot. They didn't cry out to God before then. There's no record of them crying out to God before then. Four hundred years of taking it, taking it, taking it. Hearing God like once upon a time, God came and rescued us out of a famine. Once upon a time, God met with Abraham. There are stories. There were stories to him. So he said, I have seen the oppression of my my um, people in Egypt. I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians or their enemies and lead them out of Egypt, or lead them out of slavery, into their own fertile and spacious land flowing with milk and honey. I've heard the cry and I've seen them harshly abused. Now go, he tells Moses. I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people out of Egypt. How many of us are crying out to God? There's stuff going on. And we're crying out to God. I want to say, He hears your heart. A lot of times what we do is we hold it in and we go, I can take care of myself. I got this, kind of got this, I got this, and we're hurting, and we're hurting, and we're hurting. And it's not until we turn totally over to the Lord and say, okay, I'm tired of this now, God. I need you to take this pain from me. Whether it be unforgiveness, whether it be shame, whether it be bitterness, healing, I'm tired of this, Lord. And we come which we wouldn't, but you know what I mean. We don't have to wait our lifetime. We have access right now. I love that. And so, in in verse starting 11, it says, God says, I'm sending you. And then Moses said, what? Like I'm saying, what? here he goes again. Who am I? Just like Indian God. Who am I? Most of the same thing. So God gives Moses further instructions and he tells him, You know, the elders are going to pay attention to what you say. And Pharaoh will say no unless a mighty hand forces him and I'll perform miracles. This is 16 16 through 21, by the way. uh, Kylie. Kylie. Oh my goodness, my mind. It's
1: okay. And I'll perform
0: miracles. And then finally, he'll let you go. You have favor with the Egyptians and you won't go empty handed. So God tells them everything that's going to happen. Okay, this is what you are going to do. You're going to go tell them this. They're going to believe you. And then you're going to go to Pharaoh. He's going to harden his heart. But that's okay. Because then we're going to have a lot of miracles. And then he's going to let you go. Don't you wish your life was like that? Like, okay, Lisa, here's what's going to happen. And you're like, oh, that sounds awesome. I love that story. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> that is awesome. But here's when it got scary. Exodus 4 8 through 16. This is one of my favorites. So God gives them signs, okay? He gives them three signs. He says, if they don't believe you, give them this sign. If they still don't believe you, here's this sign. And then he goes as far as to say, okay, if they don't believe those two signs, then here's another one, okay? So he's giving him all these signs. Okay, and Moses is listening. He's taking it all in. Oh, don't do that part. so afraid that overtook. God wanted to use Moses, not here, But Moses' fear had overtaken him in such a way that he was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And you know, fear is one of those those things in us that makes us do really weird things. How many of you have ever been afraid? How many of you have ever reacted out of fear <laughs> okay well I might be the only one <laughs> I know I'm just teasing I know fear is a really scary thing and Moses knew of it now God still used Moses that's for sure do you want to push us over here push us back over here like right here that'd be great And you know, sometimes when we allow God to speak to us, it's scary. Can we just be real? Like, okay, fine, God, I don't know what you're going to say to me, and I'm really scared.
1: Okay, fine, God, I'm going to give you my heart, but this is really, really scary.
0: And sometimes we don't move forward out of fear. Sometimes we love our comfort. Why? Because it's comfortable because we don't have to move but what I, one thing I really love is when when God um, spoke to Aaron at the burning bush he was in the environment around him okay and God spoke to him right there in that environment wherever you're at whatever you're around God wants to speak to you and God will speak to you it's not that he wants to he can't didn't mean it like that but God wants to speak to you. So God speaks to me in a lot of different ways. So I'm just going to give you an example of how he speaks to me. And I get afraid a lot. This is scary. Y'all know that. I just want to let you know. I haven't done this for my whole life. I'm not eloquent with words. <laughs> but God is leading me in that. Right. Amen. Amen. Okay. okay. But I'm not good with words, so you meant? No. <laughs> Okay, well I didn't need angry. Okay, so yeah, I understand, I do. My gift my spiritual grip is us. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. Um and so I love horses, I'm a big horse person. And um, one way the Lord speaks to me is through horses.
1: And I know not everybody
0: here is a horse person, so I'm gonna kind of explain a little bit about horses. Horses are a pretty animal. Everybody know what a prey animal is? No. Um, I'll tell you. Okay, okay Flo?
1: Okay.
0: Um, so horses are, are afraid of everything that can and will eat them. They're always on the lookout for that. Think of a thousand-pound animal going. So one thing I work with my horses. I train my horses. And so one way to train them. Train them is through a process called desensitizing. Which means you get them used to everything that is around them, (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Instead of leaning into our weakness and trusting God, the thing sometimes that look to be the scariest is actually the direction the Lord is taking us. But unless we're willing to enter into a trusting relationship and giving Him our hearts, we're not going to find out. We can sit and be comfortable. Or we can say, God, I'm giving it all. I'm going to trust you with everything. Now, even though God used Aaron, He still used Moses. Like Moses wasn't written in the picture. And actually, when they when they knew Moses started going up to the children of Israel, going to Pharaoh, the children of Israel got mad at him. Like really mad. They were like, um, life was so much better when you weren't here. <laughs> you can see what happened. is when Moses started walking into that area that God had him to walk, they, the, the children of Israel, the Israelites, got more work to do. Life actually got harder. They believed, like Moses, yeah, okay, you're going to freeze. I'm going to Pharaoh, yeah. And all of a sudden, life got harder. They're like, we wish you never came. So much we think that life is so so much about us, you know, like, my God, that hurt my feelings. We have the freedom to love. We have the freedom to forgive. We have the freedom to say yes to Him. And it sounds like an easy thing, doesn't it? But when we start walking through it, we're like, whoa. Example. I remember a long time ago, I went to a women's conference. And I loved, like, how the ladies loved each other. Like, there was such a unity. And you could just feel it. I mean, it wasn't because of what they said, but they were so encouraging and edifying. And, and when I went, there it was a very young mom. And, of course, it was just, they were very loving
1: and it just
0: really met a spot in my heart. And of course, because I was so mature, uh the that's a joke, it's okay. Um, I was like, God, why can't our church be like this? Why can't? Why can't my church do this? And he said, it begins with you. You be love. That sounds awesome. I am going to be love to everybody. Well, I can't tell you how many times is at the nursery going. I don't think anybody knows I'm here. <laughs> I'm not important, God. I'm trying, but no one knows I'm here. He says, "I know you're here. You're important to me." And still today, it's like, Lord, I want to love as many people as you bring my way. I want to love whatever person you bring in my path, but in order for me to do that, it means I need to forgive. I cannot love without forgiving, and we have the power to do that through the cross. And we get to see the Red Sea open, and we get to walk through dry land. And that is awesome. We have victories. Jesus did not put us here so we can just be, oh, life is so miserable. There's hardships around there, around us, so we can have a victory. Not so we can dwell in a pity party. When we're going through something, it's because Go. Oh, I don't know how to do that, Lord. Man, I'm hurting. (coughs) And we know I'm going to go to you for healing. We know how to go to God. I would like you to stand. You ladies are so special. I just want you to close your eyes. I just want you to think about how special you are right now to God. Like, He loves you more than you dare to love yourself. He thinks thoughts about you that are so good. There's so many good thoughts that actually outnumber the season, the same. And so many times... We don't know, like, God, I don't know if I hear you. And we have a good thought come in our mind and we think, oh, was that God? I don't want to be prideful, is that God? Yes, that's God. He loves you. He wants you to go deeper. He wants our hearts to be set free in a deeper way. Going deeper into the waters. Deeper in in relationship, deeper in trust. Don't be content where you're at. Contentment is such a dangerous place. Go deeper in Him. We pray some psalms. And I want um, my my, uh, ministries to kind of get in place here. And I just want you just to really receive and really ask Him. Let's really get serious with Him. Another scary place is to come get prayer. And I'm going to ask you to get prayer today. I'm not making you, I'm not forcing you. But listen to the Lord as, as your eyes are closed and you're really digging into the Lord, really digging into his heart. And you're like, you know, Lord, I really don't want to be the same level I'm at. I really don't want to be here. How do I go up? I'm going to encourage you to come to prayer. You know, maybe there's some things you just need to lay down. You need freedom from. Maybe you just need, a, maybe just need freedom from shame. Maybe you've fallen away from the Lord. And you're like, I don't even know this God anymore. I remember the stories I used to have when I was younger, but I sure don't have any from today. Man, I love you, Lady Go to Jesus. Get some prayers. I hear everybody else talking about Far, but I don't know who we meet. Whatever you need prayer for, I want to ask you to go in prayer.